Coming up today on the Lockdown Hornets podcast, Dwight Powell goes down for the season with a torn Achilles. Could the Dallas Mavericks be a trade partner with the Charlotte Hornets at the NBA trade deadline? Also, we play Last Five. It's a staple of the Lockdown Hornets podcast. I give you a Muggsy Bogues, Michael Jordan story and this. Man, you wouldn't learn from the mistake the first time. That's interesting. There's no mistake. We, we don't know if it's a mistake. You said yes or no, and now you're saying a lot of words. On Podcast Network. You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. For those of you who don't know, we have a new version of the wake-up call on 7.30 The Game, ESPN Charlotte. Bobby used to be a part of the show, but he moved to the afternoons once Jerry V decided to take a quick break. Don't know when he's going to get back in the game. It's not going to be with us, but he decided that he needed some time off. And so he took it and Bobby was moved to the afternoons. A new era of the wake-up call was born. And on the debut of that particular version of the wake-up call, we had my co-host of the Lockdown Hornets podcast, Doug Branson, on. And Doug was um, the, last go- uh, the last guest, last ghost, the <laughs> the last guest on the show and the first show of the new era. Shut and down I the club. Him, I asked him. I asked him about Baby Yoda, of course, being Devontae Graham this year. And now there's this Baby Jabba the Hutt caricature that's circulating on Twitter and social media. And so I asked him who Baby Jabba would be for the Hornets. And he sidestepped the question and just went into some Star Wars rambling. Do you have an answer now that you've had maybe a couple of days to think on it? Well, I think if you're talking about a character in Jabba the Hutt that just becomes this sort of unstoppable force, and really, I mean, Jabba was a guy that people wanted to play with. I mean, he, I mean, people coalesced around Jabba the Hutt. I mean, you remember <laughs> Return of the Jedi? Like there, were, he had a lot of, he had a big crew. So if if I'm looking at players on the Hornets that could turn into that one day and be players that people want to play with, I got to look at PJ Washington as the the baby Jabba. Yeah, who's crumb then? Who's the crumb to Jabba the Hutt? Is that because that's not Devante? Both aren't exactly appealing characters, right? The no, little it's Malik. Pet that Malik Jabba is the Hutt definitely has. crumb. Yeah, Malik is crumb. Yeah, man, that's dirty. I hope Malik Monk's not crumb. It's, it's the Lockdown Hornets podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm on Twitter at Walker Mail. Doug on Twitter at Doug Branson L O H, and uh, you can follow the show handle on Twitter. At Locked On Hornets. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Again, just follow us on Twitter and uh, you can have, um, there's some links there, I believe, in our bio where you can check it all out. By so, the way, by the way, nice yeah. shameless plug of your, you know, new role on your radio show. What? You're, you're talking about the wake up call from 6 to 10 a.m. on 7.30 the right. game? Oh, yeah. yeah. Soak it in, buddy. Radio Walker, just using oh. every opportunity he gets to make all the money. Yeah, uh, yeah, all the money. Huh? Yeah, is that is that how it's described? No, filthy I'm, rich. <laughs> getting just sitting here, getting filthy rich. We have an injury in the NBA, unfortunately. Dwight Powell for the Dallas Mavericks. It looks like he suffered a torn Achilles. Now I don't know if it's official yet. I'm looking here on the top headlines of ESPN, um, but it's certainly uh, a fear of the Dallas Mavericks that Dwight Powell will be out for the rest of the season with a suffered torn Achilles. Now, one thing, right? Always have to try to make things local. 
this could affect the Charlotte Hornets with a possible trade opportunity. Dallas Mavericks, certainly a playoff team right now with the rise of Luka Doncic, and that's a team that has outperformed, I believe, a lot of people's expectations heading into the season. Doug, what kind of trade opportunity do you think might be there for the Hornets? Would they come knocking on the door for a Marvin Williams to provide some front court depth or even a Cody Zeller, who's not a name that we throw around all that frequently? You know, what kind of names could be uh, could be enticing for the Dallas Mavericks? So Dwight Powell was a player that uh, was important for their locker room, but also a good on-court presence as well. Nine points-ish, five rebounds-ish, and he was their starting center. And then they would sort of exchange him and Maxi Kleber in in a similar way that the Hornets do with Cody Zeller and Bismack Biombo, trading a little bit of offense for a little bit of defense. So I could see, yeah, if they wanted to move Cody Zeller and maybe bring back some second-round picks, I believe the Mavs have three or four second-round picks next season, so they have plenty to work with. Uh, I think this could be an opportunity for the Hornets to get in there and, and seize this moment of opportunity to move a player that might not have been attractive to the Dallas Mavericks or many other teams in Cody Zeller until this injury, where, look, the, the Mavs are trying to compete, right? I mean, they got a good lead on on the Spurs for the last playoff spot, I believe. It's an eight- or nine-game lead. But they want to, you know, they want to get into a position maybe where they're seventh seed, sixth seed, so they don't have to play the Lakers or the Clippers. And so, I, you know, I, I like this. I think the Mavs will make a move. Uh, Doug, if you were a betting man, and I and I were to ask you, what are the chances that the Hornets might make a deal at the trade deadline? What kind of odds would you put at the Hornets actually sending out a veteran or anybody once the trade deadline comes? Uh, I think it's about eight, seven games away or so. I think it's 50-50 at this point. I really do. I mean, I, I think they could go either way. Um, it's definitely – the onus is going to be on other teams because the Hornets have no – have very little leverage. I won't say no leverage. They have very little leverage, and there's not a not a ton to work with out there. I mean, that's why when this news came on, I, I sort of seized on it and said, wow, this is a sort of a moment of opportunity. I mean, it stinks for Dwight Powell. It stinks for the Mavs, obviously, but – um, this could be one of those situations where suddenly a player becomes uh, more available. So if I were a betting person, I would put it at about 50-50. And if I were a betting person, I'll tell you one thing, I would use my bookie to do my betting. If you're the type of fan that knows basketball so well that you could choose any game and call it, my bookie is the place for you because they let you turn your sports knowledge into cash in your wallet. Football season's wrapping up, but there's plenty of pro college ball left to win money on. If you're the kind of person who likes to bet a little to win a lot, you can try a parlay. If you like a couple of the big favorites this week, maybe parlay it. They're perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout. If you join my bookie right now, they are going to match your deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $2,000, you get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. That's free money. Just use promo code locked on, all one word, to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code locked on to take advantage of this generous sign up offer from our friends at MyBookie. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. And when you support our sponsors by entering promo codes or going to the links that we send, you really are helping us to put this show together every day. So uh, thank you for supporting our sponsors. This is Locked On Hornets. But give me some positives. As That would annoy me as a head coach. I'd be like, look, <laughs> you, you can't lose to the Bulls by 20 and come away and go, well, you know, let's look for some silver linings. Silver lining, game over. Next game. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. 
It's a classic LOH segment, last five, where we put out the stats of the last five games, and I have to guess all of the stats. I have to make sure that I know what player that stat belongs to. This is something that Doug has actually pitched to the entire network, I believe, for everybody to use. It's growing the Locked On Podcast Network in its entirety might adopt this. It's so famous. It's so hot. Uh, Doug, I'm ready for last five. It's so classic that before the show, you went, what am I doing here? What is this last yeah, five? No. Like, what What am I supposed to do with this? Yeah, it's so no, classic. It's classic. I'm excited. No, the, the fact is you're distracted. That's what you are because you're 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 famous. You're Charlotte famous now. You're getting rich on this radio show. You're you're the, you know, part of, part of this youth movement uh, in the mornings and you're trying to take over the airwaves and you don't care about the show at all. And that's, that's Make, fine. Let me be clear. That radio show in the morning, the wake-up call on 7.30, the game from 6 to 10 a.m., that show that I do alongside Molly Cotton is second in command when it comes to the Lockdown Hornets podcast. All right, so over the last five games, I've got some stats here, and you, your job is to guess the stat. You can play along at home. I'll give you a little bit of time to figure out who these players are. But before we do that, just want to go over the last five games. Of course, we rewind all the way back to January 10th when Charlotte uh, dropped the game to Utah, and that was a big loss. Then they dropped the game to Phoenix. They've lost all five of these, by the way. They lose to Portland in Portland. They lose to Denver in Denver, and then they came back home, and they lost that game against Steve Clifford and the Orlando Magic. So that's your recap of the last five games, part of a seven-total game losing streak that the Hornets are currently on. All right, first stat for you. This player has been a double-digit scorer over the last five games. In fact, this player is the fourth leading scorer on the team. He's 66.7% from three. He has the best rebounding percentage and the best effective field goal percentage over the last five games. Who dat? He's the fourth leading scorer in the last five games or on the team in general? I just, it's to, you know, it's called last five, Walker. It's Mm -hmm. called last five. So over the last five games, he is the fourth yeah. leading scorer. So not in general. No. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go, in. I'm gonna go with. Goodness gracious. It's a tough one to start out with. Cody Zeller. Ah, close. Billy Hernan Gomez. <sighs> yeah. Double digit yeah. score, fourth leading scorer on the team, only averaging a little over eleven minutes per game. Uh, but when he's in there. He's been scoring very efficiently. Uh, sixty Again, 66.7% from three, not taking very many of them, but hitting them. Best rebounding percentage, best effective field goal percentage. Okay, next one. Over the last five games, this player has the worst net rating on the team at an abysmal negative 53.7. Yeah, the mean answer, the consistent answer that it's been all year would be Miles Bridges. I know he put up a couple of dud stat lines. This is also after his Raptors game where we contemplated whether that was the best game from him. I'm going to go with Miles Bridges, even though it seems like it's too easy of an answer. It's actually not Miles Bridges. The correct answer is Malik Monk with Mm. negative 53.7 net rating. A lot of that having to do... And I, I'm not pinning this all on Malik Monk, but he has been on the floor when the Hornets have given up a lot of points. And it's it's really all been defensively, but also under 100 offensive rating when he's on the floor. Um, well, that was a trick question because he got a DNP CD, didn't even play all five games. So I, I don't count that as a miss for me. It's, a, it's just over the last five. I mean, Billy Hernan Gomez only played four games. It's a, yeah, I know. know. So, yeah, so I am zero. I try, right. I try 
to be fair on this. Like, I don't throw any Cody Martins when he's only played like six total minutes. I try to be fair. <laughs> but I think if you play four of the five games and you're averaging over 10 minutes a game, that's it's fair game. That's fine. You can cheat. It's fine. What's the next one? I think here's the thing, Walker. See, you're getting very agitated right now, and I think uh, you need to stay calm. Okay. Oh, speaking of calm, whether it's sports, work, or just getting through your day, we all know that physical fitness is important, don't we? But if you want to stay on top of your game, you have to take care of your mental fitness as well, or you end up like Walker in your 0-2 in last five. Mm. That's why you need to support our friends at Calm. Calm is the number one app for sleep and meditation, and they've teamed up with LeBron James to help train your mind. LeBron and Calm know that your mind is like any other muscle in your body. And Calm can help you train your brain so that you sleep better, you have less stress, and you perform at your best. For LeBron, sleep is an important part of his mental fitness routine. It keeps him in the game. If you head to calm.com slash NBA, you'll get 40% off a Calm premium membership. With Calm, you'll have access to the nature scenes that LeBron James himself loves and uses, like rain on leaves, and so much more, like sleep stories, meditations. For a limited time, our listeners can get... Calm with a 40% discount on an annual membership at calm.com slash locked on NBA. Unlock content to help you focus, ease stress, and sleep better. Get started at calm.com slash locked on NBA. That's calm.com slash locked on NBA. Okay, I want to stick with Nate net rating here, Walker. I've got another one for you. Negative over the last five games, negative 23.5 net rating. That's the second worst on the team. So Malik Monk. All the way at 53.7. That's incredible, by the way, for a net rating. <laughs> it really is. This guy's second, and it's split. It's a, sm- it's a small sample size. I get it. Four games <laughs> out of five. I understand that. That's why this game is right. is sort of foundationally a little unfair, but that's fine. Negative 23.5. That is alarming. Negative 23.5 over the last five games. Second worst on the team. Who dat? I really don't want to go 0 for 5 on this, and now I'm tripping myself up because I know Terry Rogier also had a couple of really bad games in this last five. I, I, I went Miles last time. I'll go Miles because also you just look at the bad stat lines. Give, give me Miles. I said Miles. <laughs> uh, I did. I tripped you up. I'm, I'm tripping you up no! right now. <laughs> no, I apologize. I apologize. It's actually Devontae Graham. Wow. And that's, oh, I wouldn't have guessed that. Well, and that's kind of what this segment is supposed to uncover is that, you know, over the last five games, we want to analyze like what has been weird. And part of what has extended this losing streak for the Charlotte Hornets is Devontae Graham, his inability to score offensively in the same way that he was uh, maybe earlier in the season. I mean, it's been a big factor. Yeah, I'm trying to, I guess I get tripped up in how much just one game or two. Yeah, Devontae, I've got some of the just the traditional box score stats up here. I mean, Devontae, you go back all the way to the Jazz when this starts. Mm -hmm. Devontae was two of nine in that game. Mm -hmm. It was seven of 18 against the Suns, which I don't think would be one big contributor to that net rating. You go to the Trailblazers, he was nine of 17. Four of eleven against the Nuggets, and then against the Magic, it was five of 17. I, I guess because of that slump, it was a mirage because he is playing better, but he was playing so poorly during that slump that I thought maybe that wouldn't be the second worst net rating. But here I am. I missed it again, and I'm awful at this game. Yeah, 94.3 offensive rating when Devontae's on the floor and a 117.8 defensive rating. Uh, by the way, Malik Monk, Ooh. that negative 50... I'm sorry, it's negative 56.7. I don't know if I said... Uh, no, I said, yeah, actually... Um, no, it's 53 here in the rundown. Okay, well, the correct answer is actually negative 56.7. So um, it's actually worse than I thought it was. 
Uh, that's due to a 90.7 offensive rating and a 147.4 defensive rating when Malik Monk is on the floor. Okay, moving on. Fourth one here out of five. There are three regular rotation players right now in the last five games with a defensive field goal percentage under 60%. So that's kind of good. Um, that's Bismack Biombo, Cody Zeller, and this player. Hmm. I don't know. Well, you've guessed him. Washington. You've guessed him nine times now. I figured you were going to guess. Oh him. no, I, I thought about it. I thought it's about Miles it. Bridges. <laughs> I, 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 it's Miles I, I Bridges. Miles. Yeah. Surprising. That surprised me. It's why I put it in there because it surprised me that Miles Bridges, uh, one of only three players during this bad five-game stretch defensively for the Charlotte Hornets, that has a defensive field goal percentage under sixty percent. It's beyond well, Zeller. It's 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 Miles. Well, it's funny. You go back to this Magic game. The the one good play he provided was that block at the at the rim, and so I mean that was the highlight where everything else was just ho hum. So yeah, I thought about going Miles, but you are all up in my head. I can't get I can't get you out. Last one here to to prevent the shutout. Okay, mm, I think you're gonna get this one. I'm positive you're because when I wrote it, I thought this. I think he's gonna get this one. Mm-hmm. Final one here. Over the last five games, this player is 25 percent on his pull up three point shooting percentage on 6.4 attempts. So a lot of attempts, 25 percent pull up three point shooting. Who dat? I'm not gonna get this one. You can do it. I believe in you. On pull-ups? So this is on pull-up threes. Shooting yeah, percentage, 25% on 6.4 attempts. Who dat? Um, Terry Rozier. Oh, my God. This is incredible. This is incredible. No, it's Devontae Graham. I gave you a hint when we Again? talked about him in the net. I didn't know we were going to go with a repeat. That uh, was I thought it would be Devontae. Why, why, do you, why are you making up these rules all of a sudden? Like I, the, thought, I didn't know it was going to be a repeat offender. Look, I thought it was Devontae, but I was like, well, man, Terry was an awful three-point shooting percentage. I mean, why did you say him? I, yeah, that was stupid because he's, only, he's the only one taking enough attempts to actually see that filter. And so I didn't even take that in consideration. That's stupid. That was a stupid guess. Oh, for I'm five. Not. Maybe next week. I don't know. I'll yeah. try to do these every week. Yeah, I, I am pitching this the last in the one entire was bad network. Because, the last one was bad because nobody even has that many attempts. I mean, I should have got it based on the attempts That's filter That's what alone. I said when I wrote it. I thought I'm giving too much information here, but I want it to be fair. And I tried. Mm-hmm. I, think I'm, I think I'm fair. I think I'm John Roberts in this impeachment process. What I have is I have your face on my computer that I'm looking at along with the stats. I didn't read the question. Beautiful and then face. Once you say, yeah, these are my excuses. Hopefully I can redeem myself with whatever we do coming up in the last segment of the Lockdown Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets. You give me a new adjective. God, you're just messing this up. I, I, you know, <laughs> I just I spend some time away from the show and you're still the same old walker. All right. Yeah, <laughs> give me a new adjective and give me a plural well, noun. I, well, I, I've already thought of my plural noun now that you mentioned it. How about, uh, well, I don't even know if this is plural. How about grape jelly? Does that work? Grape oh jelly is the noun I was going to get. A plural noun! This isn't hard! It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. So with that new morning show that I host now, again, 6 to 10 a.m. on 7.30 the game. The, oh, my the God. Open that I, the open that I made for that show it's a tribe called Quest Beat, and when it it stirred up, and then when I have that beat in the background, the reason I did it was one because it's flames, but also because there is a mug. There's a reference to Muggsy Bogues, right? Anybody that knows Five Dog loves sports references in his rap. 
So when you go it, when you go to that beat, there's a reference to Muggsy Bogues. So there's a little Charlotte, at wow. least reference within that beat. Thank you. Yeah, I just want I want my music to speak to everybody as much as it possibly can, even though I'm probably the only one that got that reference. And speaking of Muggsy Bogues on the Hollinger and Duncan podcast, uh, the reject rejecting the screen most. What is that, Doug? <laughs> <laughs> You're just reading words now. You're totally shook. Last five, last five has you totally shook. Oh my god! Well, I here's so here's the thing. Um, Hollinger and Duncan podcast. Go listen to it. Uh, we got rejecting the screen on the Locked On Podcast Network as well. We've got all these great uh, national shows to go along with the local coverage. So if you haven't subscribed to Hollinger and Duncan, they're all over the trade deadline right now. So if you're interested in that, check that out. Rejecting the screen is kind of cool too because they do. A bunch of like in-depth interviews. They talked to Kevin Willis. Uh, they're they're doing all the in-depth interviews. So if you like that, um, you know, going going a little deeper on the NBA knowledge, check out rejecting the screen. All right. The go way on. this is written is yeah. with written with, mm-hmm. written with Muggsy. Yeah, you like the way that I put my two T's together. You continue to bring that up when Hollinger and Duncan is directly neat. above. When Hollinger and Duncan is directly above this Muggsy mention that you have, mm-hmm. and then you have rejecting the screen, it it says to do a read there, but it it's so and it's in exactly like right above the Muggsy Bogues mention. And mm-hmm. I didn't know if there was like this matchup, this podcast or whatever. I didn't know if they were coming together. I didn't know if they were dueling. I didn't know what was going on. When you're when and, you're on the radio, do you blame everything on Molly as well? Or is that is that just something that you reserve for yeah, my ineptitude? Yeah. M- much like you blame the Charlotte Observer for your illiteracy, I blame you. For my <laughs> that alert. was their fault, by the way. Yeah, that, no, right? I mean, no, because you're the bold, bold, right? I'm right. looking at bold right now. With yeah, uh-huh, they should the be bolding thing. the names of the podcast. Why would you bold the groups of podcasts? Just bold the names of the podcasts that you want to mention. And by the way, why are they mentioning all these other podcasts? I mean, I, I feel like mention five, make us one of the five. Because we're one of the five best podcasts in Charlotte. This is absurd. They've been, they've been, they've been like 27 podcasts. Who is going to listen to 27 podcasts? Get out of here. Muggsy Bogues was inducted into the 2020 North Carolina Sports Hall of Fame, and Bogues was selected by the Hornets in the expansion draft. He's the all-time franchise leader in assists. Bogues led the ACC in assists and steals for three seasons at Wake Forest and is 23rd in NBA history in career assists. Wow. Yes, he still is the shortest player in NBA history at 5'3". <laughs> It's crazy because I don't know if there's anybody that's ever going to beat that. I mean, five three is crazy small. I, I can't imagine anyone beating that low. I, I was watching the Miami game last night when they played Duke. It should be the Duke game, but Miami had the player that I'm referencing. Chris Likes, who's awesome. I love watching him play. Uh, he really struggled last night, but Likes is I, I don't even know how tall he is. I mean, he's certainly under seven or under seven feet. He's under how do you six spell his last name. L Y K E L Y K E S L Y K E S. So I think he's something like, I don't know, five, eight. I mean, he's tiny. He's really tiny. And that guy's still five inches taller than Muggsy. I, I don't know if that record ever gets broken, Doug. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to look this up, but the Hurricanes website has a I can't have an ad blocker. on. No, the it's their fault website. for sure. No, oh, I completely God. agree. It's he's not five, a, seven. Okay. Well, that you know, you bring up a good point though. Every time I watch a basketball game, especially like a college basketball game, and I'm like, man, that guy is like super tiny. He looks like kind of Muggsy Bogues tiny. And then I go on a website and it's five six, five seven. So that's you're right. I mean, the three inches is insane that that we haven't had another player break through that was five three even or five yeah, two. I, I think it goes Muggsy at five three. Earl Boykins at 5'5", five, five. 
Spud Webb five seven, and then you get some sprinkled in players here and there. I'm not exactly sure who else is between five seven, but I think that's the list. I think you go Muggsy at five three, Earl Boykins five five, Spud Webb five seven. You're missing a couple in between uh, Boykins and Spud Webb. You got to go Calvin Murphy. Oh no, see they they had this list all wrong. I'm sorry. No, you're right. Boykins. I say Calvin wasn't that short. I know. Yeah, Calvin Calvin Murphy was five nine. This I, every time I go to Bleacher Report, I'm incredibly disappointed. No, um, once again, it's the Observer. Right, it's listen, Bleacher Report. Listen, it's Miami. It's all you, their fault. I'm trying to tell you that you're right. Can you just mm-hmm. calm down for one second? Go to calm.com slash lockdown NBA <laughs> and just relax for one second so that I can tell you that you're correct. Boykins at 5'5 five, five, and then Spud Webb at 5'7. And then you got a bunch of cats that were 5'8, between 5'8 and 5'10. A bunch of cats. So, Doug, let me ask you this question What is the best Muggsy moment? Is it his appearance in Space Jam? Is it when he was blocked by Patrick Ewing? Or you know, when he, he blocked, blocked Patrick, Patrick Ewing. Excuse Ewing. me. Right. Excuse me. Yes. When he blocked Patrick Ewing. Or was it the 1995 playoff game one when he guarded Jordan one-on-one in an iconic photo? Yeah, it was an iconic photo, iconic moment. There's actually video. I'll put the link in the show notes. There's video on YouTube of that moment, 1995 game one in Charlotte. Uh, and then they get mashed up one-on-one and Jordan tries to back Muggsy down and is unsuccessful and then like points does the two the two finger point at Muggsy, which uh, is not the most famous two finger point in NBA history, was actually Sean Kemp. Sean he, Kemp, uh-huh. right? When he dunked all over that guy's face and then pointed. But this was that was a disrespectful two point. I think the two point here was Michael Jordan being like, "You, you, buddy, you. I thought I had you." It was a respectful two two point two finger point. If we're gonna add iconic photos, then I'm gonna put the Manute Bowl photo in this list because that's iconic. The three basketballs, right, with Manute Bowl and Muggsy being on the same team. It's not Hornets related, but I think that photo deserves to be in this list if we're going to include pictures. So best moment, I, you know, I'm going to go with guarding Jordan one-on-one because it was just so cool. And, he, and, and, and man, he got down in his stance. He was ready for it. There was no, it's like there was no doubt in his mind. And it symbolized for me what made Muggsy special is that he played, he didn't play like a five foot three guy. He didn't play with this like Napoleon complex. He played like, I'm an NBA player. It doesn't matter if I'm five foot three or six foot three. I'm an NBA player. I deserve to be here. I can do anything on this court that anybody else can. I can guard Michael Jordan. I can do whatever. Like, I shouldn't do that the whole game, but I can do it, you know, whenever. So that's what I loved about Muggsy. And that's why it's my best Muggsy moment. So, Doug, I don't know if you even know about this, but that's not even the best Michael Jordan Muggsy moment. I mean, you have the moment here as one of the best for Muggsy. There's another moment that is, I think, more popular or at least more well-known. I wouldn't say it's the best moment for Muggsy. (laughs) It's actually one of the worst moments for Muggsy. Do you know about this? Well, I'm not sure yet. Uh, You haven't given me much to go on here, but go on. I, I I may know this. I may not know it. All right, so I didn't know I didn't know if you knew this. It seems like something that's somewhat well known. So in that 90 it's that same postseason, in that 1995 postseason, um the Hornets were down by one. And I, I've got it up right down here. Down by one game as, or one point? No, no, one point. Excuse me. I don't know what game it was, but they were down by like one point. Muggsy has the basketball. Michael Jordan's guarding him. And once he gets into the half court, you know, basically a little bit beyond the three point line or something like that, but Muggsy is dribbling stationary. And Michael backs away. And this is a quote from Michael. I'm really nervous about using this word, and I, I probably shouldn't. Um, so, Uh-oh. man, if I say that, then I, I should have yeah, used wow. it. Yeah, <laughs> wow. That's yeah. a huge, um, huge preface there. 
Yeah, so <laughs> it's derogatory. We're not supposed to say this word. Um, so I don't think I am. I'm nervous. But what, what Michael says to him is he steps back and he says, shoot it, you bleeping little person, except he uses the M word. And okay. I'm not going to say it. Whatever. Maybe you that can say it. That wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. But no, they, no, I think right, you, right. you played it safe there. No, no, I did. But so he takes a step back and he says, shoot it, you bleeping M word. And then he shoots the ball. It doesn't even come close. <laughs> the Chicago Bulls eventually win that game 85 to 84. And I don't know who this coach is, but according to, is it Johnny, Johnny Batch, Johnny Back? Is assistant coach for the Hornets at the uh, time. What, so I don't know my assistant. That's probably Bach, Johnny Bach. Yeah, Bach. I would imagine so. I think it's Turkoglu. Bogues told him <laughs> in that moment, he said that moment ruined his career. Oh, come on. Never the same. He's 23rd. He's 23rd in the NBA in career assists. I don't think it ruined his career. Well, as far as shooting goes, so he averaged uh, 5.9 points per game for the remainder of his career. He wasn't a scorer. After three straight years of putting up double digits, though. So like after so like after three, wow, you really took a poop on this Muggsy celebratory. Uh, did you even did. did you even read the part where he got he got <laughs> he's in the Hall of Fame? He's in the North Carolina Sports Hall of Fame. No, congratulations to Muggsy Bogues. I'm sorry, Michael Jordan. I don't even think you read career. that part. Did you? Uh, I, no, I did read that. Part. All right, what well, I can't remember because you spent the whole segment pooping on Muggsy Bogues. Yeah, thanks for listening, and I'm sorry, Muggsy, if you were listening. Remember, you can subscribe to this show on Apple Podcasts. You can subscribe on Google Podcast or Spotify. Just because Again, you lost in last five. <laughs> that was on Muggsy Bogues. Got to drag no. him down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can you can use profane language tall at me guy. missing, especially that last. This is a tall, that tall guy. Yeah, pick on someone your own size, Walker. Jeez, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you're like seven yeah. feet tall. Answer it, you bleeping giant. You bleeping, you bleeping G word. <laughs> it's, it's locked on Hornets podcast on a Thursday coming up tomorrow.